0: A chance to feel like heroes too Forever will win and if we to lose We know
1: someday we'll go all the way Yeah, someday we'll go out away. Welcome to Holy Cow, a Cubs podcast. I'm your host, Sean Holland, and our guest today is Katie Zrewinski. Sorry, Katie, but I said your name wrong. Uh, she is on Twitter and a really uh, fun follow on Twitter. Who, um, she's a big Cubs fan. She also is a blogger about South Carolina football, baseball, and well, all South Carolina university sports for uh, Garnet and Black Attack. And we had a very fun discussion about uh, traveling to Wrigley Field, um, Cub player face quality, and uh, a lot more. It's a short conversation, but it's fun. So here is Katie. All right, so the Cubs just had a very, you know, I don't even know how to describe it, rain-soaked, horrible, stretched out, disaster of a series with the Nationals. (laughs) Yeah, and now they're down to um, a two-game lead over the Brewers. So um, how are you feeling about the Cubs right now?
0: Um, Well, I would feel better if the weekend in Washington had gone better, but um, I think that there's no reason to think that they don't have a really great chance to keep their lead um, and hopefully increase it. I'm also going to the game tomorrow night, so they better win uh, because the last game I went to was the one where it started raining after they'd done like one pitch in the 10th inning and then I didn't get to see them win the next day. So I would really like to see a win in person.
1: Yeah, and actually that's kinda fitting for what the series we just had with all the rain. It's yeah. not it's not fun running from a baseball game when it starts pouring rain.
0: No, and I live about a mile south of Wrigley, so my mom and I ran the whole way home in the downpour and it was like kinda fun, but also I would have liked to not have soaking wet shoes, so
1: Yeah. It so fun on one level but not fun on the other level. Yeah. All right, well, uh, a recent competition that's been very good is uh, Cole Hamels, and um, I really enjoy your uh, Twitter commentary about Cole Hamels. Uh, <laughs> Why don't you, do you tell uh, the people a little bit about it?
0: My extremely insightful analysis uh, on his face <laughs> Um I think it's really great that he's come to the Cubs and has really been a strong starting pitcher and has kind of helped out the pitching staff where some people were struggling. He came in and has pretty much been great uh, since he started. But I also appreciate that he has a really, really great face. Um, So watching him pitch is pleasing on several levels.
1: (laughs) So obviously Cole Hamels is number one on the list, but what are some other quality Cub player faces right now?
0: Uh, Chris Bryant for sure. Um, gosh, I mean, no one really has like a bad face Well, Daniel Murphy, um, inclined to just dislike him anyway. But, uh, it used to be John Lackey who was the unfortunate, uh, face on the Cubs, but I think they're a pretty good looking team both on the field and in terms of faces.
1: (laughs) Well, um, that's a question I usually ask a lot of people on my podcast is, um, what was your origin story for becoming a Cubs fan? How did it uh, all get started?
0: Well, my parents uh, were Cubs fans, so when I was younger, it would be on TV at home. But I really wasn't super into sports until um, I went away to college, and I went to the University of South Carolina. So I was about 1,000 miles away from home, and being able to watch the Cubs uh, when they were on WGN was kind of a cool way to like feel like I was back at home and be a little bit less homesick. Um, so I really started getting into them once I wasn't at home anymore. Um, and then I would come back, like, for breaks and in the summer and stuff. And it was really great to be able to follow them at home. So that was probably, like, 12-ish years ago when I really started becoming a fan. And then it just kind of grew from there. I always liked them. I just didn't pay as much attention before then.
1: Yeah, that that makes sense. Kind of like a casual, then then you became more into it as time went on. Right, so um, that's I guess we should talk about that a little bit too. your uh, other that you do a little bit of blogging about uh, South Carolina athletics. Yes. So uh, just talk a little bit about that.
0: Um, so South Carolina uh, is not super well known for having a ton of great sports teams. Uh, fortunately, while I was in school there, the baseball team won on back-to-back College World Series, and the football team uh, had a few really good years. The women's basketball team has also been really good recently and won the national title uh, last year. So I really, the first uh, experience I had blogging about sports was about South Carolina athletics. Um, And so I started that my senior year of college. So I've been doing it for about seven or eight years now. And it's really a nice way to like be a fan, but also get to interact with other people in a way that's not just like short little bursts on Twitter.
1: Well, uh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And I mean, obviously, they uh, following you on Twitter, you see during South Carolina football games, you get kind of into them a lot. <laughs> One way to put it, right? Yes. But um, obviously, they had a rough game this weekend against a really good team. But how do you feel about their uh, football team this year?
0: Uh, well, I was feeling better before for, uh, the Georgia game, but those games are always pretty intense. It's a pretty big rivalry and Georgia, like you said, is really, really good. I mean, they were the runner up in the national championship last year. So it was kind of an expected loss, even though I was really hoping they would pull off the upset. Uh, but overall, hopefully eight or nine wins, uh, depending on how things go down the stretch, the last game of the season is against Clemson. And that one's also always intense. And especially now that Clemson has been really, really good recently, Um, It'd be really awesome if they could beat them, but I don't know that I'm quite that optimistic, Uh, but hopefully a pretty solid record and a good bowl game.
1: Yeah. That's always what you hope for. Uh, I also saw on Twitter, you went to the Northwestern game this weekend.
0: Yeah, I did. I uh, went to grad school at Northwestern and my mom went to grad school at Northwestern and my dad has declared himself a Northwestern fan because he went to Illinois, but they've been really bad recently. Uh, so for his birthday every year, I take him to a Northwestern game and unfortunately they did not win this year and they played pretty badly, but it was still fun to go and it didn't rain, which I thought it might. So that was good.
1: All right. that That is always good. So, um, yeah, what is it? You know, you're going to the Cubs game again on, uh, Tuesday. Uh, just tell people, because some of the people that listen to this, which I I know sounds amazing, have never been to a Cubs game at Wrigley Field, but just, you know, it's a pretty cool experience.
0: Yeah, I really like to go. Um, I usually sit in the bleachers, but I've sat in various different parts, and I think you get a great experience uh, no matter where you sit. Obviously, things are a little bit Crazier sometimes in the bleachers, depending on the opponent and the time of day. But it's just really, really fun. It's a great atmosphere. I have friends who aren't even really interested in sports, but they like to go to games at Wrigley just because the whole environment is really fun, Um, and there's a lot to like see, even if you're not super, super into baseball. And I actually I did the Wrigley tour last year with my mom, and that was really cool to kind of go behind the scenes and see things you wouldn't normally get to see there. So for anyone who's in town and thinking about it, I would definitely recommend the tour. Yeah. Um
1: now there's a question I've been asking a lot of people lately, just because I really like to talk about it all the time. Uh (laughs) can we just talk about Javi Baez? I would
0: would love to talk about Javi Baez. He is amazing.
1: I mean like every single game he plays, something happens.
0: Yeah, he pulls off
1: something's gonna happen.
0: He pulls off plays where, like, I wouldn't even think it was a possible play. Like, it wouldn't occur to me that it could be a play that existed. And then he does it like it's totally routine and not incredible. Um, So I really think it's fun to watch him just have that much fun and that much, like, baseball skill just innately that he can just pull those things off um, that probably no other players could make happen or very few.
1: Yeah. And um, I really, like, I know that there's a lot of other worthy candidates, but It would really be great if he could win the MVP. I don't know if that's going to happen, but it would be awesome.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're a little biased, but I do think that he really just has uh, showcased skills that, uh, like I said, other players don't really match. And I think he does it, and he just goes about his business really well. And, I mean, he's obviously been extremely valuable valuable to the Cubs, both fielding and with homers and stuff like that. So I think he really is a great candidate.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So when we were talking about um, Cubs Twitter, it's an interesting place, <laughs> to put it mildly. But, you know, sometimes people get a little worked up. I mean, like we had this like, little, little drop a little bit in the division. Their lead went from like five to two. And people kind of get worked up. But, yeah, it gets a little, little hectic on here when things are going bad on Cubs Twitter.
0: Yeah, if the Cubs would just realize they need to win every game so Cubs Twitter doesn't melt down, that would be great. Um, And I do get it for people like who, when you are such a dedicated fan and things happen, especially when like it's a loss you shouldn't have had or something like that, I do definitely get the frustration. I try to stay like a little calmer on Cubs Twitter because sometimes it does get too intense, but I definitely see like a reason for people getting upset. And again, when you do lose games, when you have a lead, it does get tense, especially at this point in the season.
1: Yeah. It, yeah. It's, I, I said, um, it's kind of like, it's fun, but it's also kind of, kind of horrible. In these <laughs> games.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree.
1: Well, I'm going to, uh, get out here in a fun question because, um, if anyone follows you on Twitter, which, I think they should. Um, <laughs> you like to blog Hallmark movies. Now, yes. some people don't know what Hallmark movies really are. I, my mom used to watch them all the time, so I know a little bit about Hallmark movies, but why don't you uh, inform
0: the uninformed about them? They're really just a great way to escape uh, from real life. They're just two hours wrapped up with a nice little bow. You get a happy ending. Um, any sort of problem that people might have they just wrap it all up man and woman fall in love in the end there's always like a meddling older person or a meddling kid in there to get them together there's some small obstacle that like easily could be avoided but because it's Hallmark they have to have some kind of conflict Um, they're not like cinematic masterpieces but if you just want to watch something and kind of escape for a little while they're very enjoyable
1: yes and you live blog them sometimes on Twitter and it's very enjoyable to just to see you go through like all the oh here comes the other guy that's a jerk that she's the gal's dating at first and then they're gonna get past that and here comes the what's the complication? It's always very entertaining.
0: <laughs> well I'm glad they are nothing if not predictable, but they are entertaining and their Christmas programming starts in like a month and a half. I'm very excited. I will be watching it constantly as soon as it starts, even though I've seen most of the movies. And again, you know, what's going to happen in all of them, but I am always tuned into those.
1: Yeah. If only real life worked that easily, right?
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Well, um, so we're almost to the end of, uh, this, but I just wanted to know if there's anything you wanted to plug for yourself, any like what you, where you write for like South Carolina or anything
0: sure uh we are the sb nation south carolina site it's called garnet and black attack uh i also help out with their twitter and do live tweeting of baseball and football games so you can find me over there when i'm not tweeting hallmark movies or congratulating cubs on their faces
1: <laughs> and uh, for everyone uh, what's your uh, twitter handle so if anyone uh, wants it- to follow you
0: I will spell it because it's a lot of letters. It's K-D-Z-W-I-E-R-Z-Y-N-S-K-I.
1: Okay. Well, thank you for coming on my uh, podcast.
0: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: And, uh, you're a very, very good guest, so I might have you back in the future.
0: I would be happy to do that.
1: All right, thank you. Sure. All right, well, you can follow me at sth h eighty five. You can follow Katie at K-D-Z-W-I-E-R-Z-Y-N-S-K-I on Twitter. She spelled it out too, but I'll spell it out again for you. If uh, you want to send a message to the podcast, our email address is holycowpod at gmail. holycowpod at gmail. Um, And that's pretty much it for this episode. We'll have another one soon, and thank you for listening.